Hello and welcome to McCartney in Goal, which is the podcast that debates, dissects and... <laughs> and what? No, hang on, spit it out. No, no, carry on. What? Carry on. This is good. This is your best uh, so far. Yeah, okay. it's, it's because it's actually Lenin. It should we call it Lenin in Goal this week. <laughs> nice. So if this was a typewriter, it would be that thing where it goes back to the start. Yeah. Okay. This is the podcast that debates and dissects a great album of pop music. We take some stories about an album that we love, we mix in some opinion, we sprinkle over a World Cup-style knockout scenario and stick it all in a blender. The results should be delectable, but somehow we make them inedible. Somehow. I'm David Hughes, and I'm joined by my fellow referees, Brett. All right. And Steve Sumner. Good evening to you. We'll start with the qualifying round to whittle these 11 album tracks down to eight quarter-finalists before we meander our way to the nerve-jangling semis and stumble to the final we may be uninformed, we could be biased, we will certainly be unruly. This podcast is certified as McCartney safe, which means that if you listen or support this podcast, you will not be supporting the involvement or the harming of Paul McCartney in any way. Although, tonight's album may involve us having to mention McCartney a lot. So it's possible his ears may be burning. But yeah. McCartney's burnt ears aside, he will not be harmed in any way. There's more, more McCartney, McCartney involvement than, uh, than usual, for sure. But uh, would he be harmed? Let's wait and see. Okay. Uh, well, well, well. <laughs> tonight we are Lovely. talking. Lovely stuff. Hot start. Yeah. Uh, tonight Just we're talking stop, about. Stop there. Okay. But I won't. Uh, one of <laughs> the great cultural icons of the 60s and 70s. The mother of all rock music icons, in mm. fact. Uh, but not in his capacity as band leader of the greatest musical show on earth, but in his own right. In isolation. Oh, nice. You're going to love this. I'm going to love this. Hold on to your ears because it's John Lennon's solo album titled John Lennon slash Plastic Ono Band. Is it not Plastic Oh No Band? <laughs> That's how I've been pronouncing it. Was that wrong? This is surprisingly highly... Well, not surprising. This is this is a very highly rated album. Like A lot of people rate this. It's 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 been in pretty much all of the Rolling Stone... Top five hundred oh. albums of the middle, yeah. you know, it's it's it, okay. all iterations of that. I think it's in t- number. Do you know where it is, Dave? I looked it up today. I I don't. That, that, oh, hang on, I do. It's oh. ridiculously high, isn't it? It's oh, like, he's got it, angry. He's got, I've got <laughs> no, him, no, no. I've woken up the beast. It, it, it's yeah. like inside because I'm just thinking back to uh, yeah. uh, when we did Rage Against the Machine. That was number three hundred sixty-five. This is like inside the top fifty, isn't it? This album? No, it's not. But it is inside it? the top hundred. It's, it's what is number it? eighty-five. Have, have either of you ever read any of these um, nicely produced uh, ultimate music guides by Uncut? No. They sort of re-review every album from the sort of perspective of today. I've never bought a magazine from these guys where everything got five stars. Plastic Ono Band. This is David Quantic. I'm going to take. I'm going to tweet him. Mother, five stars. Oh. Hold on, five stars. I found out, five stars. Working Class Hero, five stars. I said every single song he gives five stars. I mean, I love Quantic. Quantic makes me laugh, and he's a he's a great journalist. He knows his music. But I mean, it's he's, like, written a, he's written a great book about the White Album, so he does know. He certainly he knows, knows his the Beatles. Beatles but, and, but I mean, you know, he it's like has self obsession ever ever sounded so compelling and tuneful. Yes, yes, it sounded a lot more tuneful than this, mate. So let me just divine from this, Steve. You're not a massive fan of this album. I, th- I think it's comes. It comes down to the fact if you're really 
on a Lenin trip, mm. this would be like a Leningasm. Do you know what I mean? It's like it could be no, none more Lenin <laughs> than this. And there've been there've been times Very when true. I've been that person. And I mean, literally, I tried to listen to mm. Well, Well, Well today, and I think I had to listen mm. to it in two parts. One this morning, <laughs> and, and then I had to finish it this afternoon, because frankly, it was just, it was too big of a chocolate bar for me to consume. Um, and, a Lenin-gasm. A Lenin-gasm. This is raw Lenin. This and is I raw Lenin. And I literally had to go away. This is how old I am. I had to go away and listen to sections of Ram just to sort of calm me down. <laughs> you know, to listen to some technical you... nonsense McCartney that doesn't mean anything with no emotion in it. And it's all frilly and lovely. And then I'll come back and I'll finish well, well, well. Because, you know, I could do with some chocolate before I get to my fibre. I still haven't got past Lenin-gasm either. How is that not a word? It, it's an incredibly raw album. Everything about it is, is, is urgent. It was very significant in his body of work. Not musically his greatest, but um, and production we'll get into just oh horrible, but yeah. um, sig- significant. <laughs> I mean, to- don't, no spoiler alert there, Dave. Just production we'll get into, but horrible. Horrible, absolutely horrible. <laughs> Absolute shine. I mean, it's, it's interesting, the production, yeah. Let's uh, move straight to the qualifying round to edit these 11 album tracks down to yeah. eight quarterfinalists. Uh, and the first one, where else could we start? But I don't like my... this one. <laughs> okay, Crikey, my mummy's dead. I it's going to be start with that one. It's going to be my mummy's dead against oh, mother. God. And I, I think where else could you start? The, these are two tracks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The open and end the album. Mother yeah. opens the album, and my mummy's dead uh, ends the album. Obviously, both of them are about his mother. Yeah. Uh, Julia Lennon's mother died in 1958 uh, so this is before the Beatles she was crossing a road to get to a bus stop and she was hit by an off-duty police officer uh, who had been drinking Mm. uh, who wasn't charged didn't go to prison Mm. Um, it was a massive tragedy for John Lennon who Huge. was about 16 at the time. It's it's the defining act of his life, isn't it, really, this? Uh, and it, one of the big bonds between him and Macca as well, because Macca lost his mum mm, as well. When he was 13. I think, that was a, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a big bond for the two of them. But how their personalities differed and how they've yeah. they processed it. Maybe, maybe that's a bit unfair on Lennon because his, his childhood was so fitful and weird in the way that he was brought up. It was but I think, that, I think that's the, one of the strange sort of wider discussions is that the people they became after the death of their mothers i think i think that you know there's a, there's a general feeling that sort of mccartney is a sort of softer person and, and lennon is a bit of a hard nut and i think it's completely the opposite well McCart- mccartney certainly doesn't appear to show vulnerability he just he's pretty invulnerable and that's the thing lennon is is super super vulnerable but because that means he's lashing out he gets the impressions that you know he gives the impression he's the sort of harder one inverted commas you know yeah but what, what happens to the young john lennon his best friends Stuart Sutcliffe was in the Beatles. He did leave the Beatles, but he dies of a brain hemorrhage. It was in 1962, 1961, 1962. So it's an extraordinary run of pain that John Lennon has gone through in his first 20, 22 years. He was also estranged from his father. So, yeah, there's a lot of pain for him to express. And through his art really I suppose that's the best the conduit he could find for yeah but it. but he but he doesn't he doesn't do that until this point and that's the no, thing no because think, he's you know. shackled by the, the juggernaut that is the Beatles let's talk about the songs it's yeah. what about seven hours in already yeah. we've not yeah. spoken about a piece yeah. of music yet um, so My Mummy's Dead is put through a, a filter to make it sound like it's a, a crackly radio 
you know yeah. t- type sound um and is it a song i mean it's it's just him strumming it's away a fragment oh, in the song. It, it is so a, it's so it's a raw. Fragment. the lyric is so raw it's just it is if if there is a point where the rawness just becomes too painful to enjoy, for me this is it. I really this it, it's 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 so painful listening to this. like the sort of thing that a child would get run upstairs and you know sing in the corner yeah, of his room written, just to sort of scream that of... perspective isn't it he wrote yeah. that purposefully yeah my mummy's dead can't get it out of my yeah. head well it, because he, he was he was undergoing primal scream therapy with um uh, was it arthur yanov yeah the the psychologist and yanov's main theory was that, uh that our births are so traumatic and unpleasant we need to regress to that period again and re-express it uh, that certainly is informed then and at this time he became obsessed with uh, with Yanov and spent a couple of months I think, in America uh, undergoing therapy so yeah that probably would have come directly from that experience you're, as you're saying Dave it's like a really childlike composition of the lyric it's like Her Majesty at the end of the uh, yeah. end of Abbey Road which is like a mm. fragment which is just tacked yeah. on the end and this is this is the same sort of thing it's a fragment which is tacked on the end of the album let's vote then should we vote because we yeah it's got to be it's got to be mother it's yep. got mother yeah you had me but i never had So that is the first uh, qualifier. Um, the second qualifier is Hold On Against Remember. Um, it's going to be Hold On for me. Um, is it? Yes. Mm. I mean, for, for me, it's a... It's an, a I, I, you know I'm into bookending, right? I, lo- I love the mother and the mother at the beginning and the end. Great, someone's actually thought about that. And one of the major issues I have with this album is an awful lot of stuff hasn't been thought about. And I totally get that he was really into get in record it stick it out that's what i want to do mm. that's great for him is that great for us not so much in a lot of places and i mean again look at the track listing right uh, he he only really started to learn the piano in in earnest relatively recently and and he's Before gone recording this yeah and he's gone oh okay i've got descending bass lines where i've got the chord because you can do that on a piano in a way that you can't on a guitar which song? so where does it where does he do it isolation massively where does he do it next the next song remember it's like the it's i'm gonna do exactly the same thing in both those songs do you know what i'll do just to make make the point that i've done it is i'll stick them right next to each other on the album because that makes a lot of sense i mean it's, it's a, who's uh, done that 
This um, is making you so. I've I, never seen you so irate on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I've seen yeah. you irate down the pub, but this is the best. Do you know podcast. what I nearly did today? What I nearly did today, but I didn't because it would take in too many of the things we're going to talk about. I nearly wrote a letter in character as um, the basically the A and R man or someone from the record company that was going to sort of start. John, thanks for uh, sending me the uh, the demo of Plastic Ono Band. It's yeah, it's great. I can see there's some uh, stuff in, in process here. I, I like the joke about that. This is the finished product. That's funny. Uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to you getting some real musicians in and finishing it. Um, there's definitely some interesting. Yeah, you know, and I was going to get into all yeah. of that, and and, and then and I... then there'd be a slightly more irate letter second time round. It's like I, I'm not so keen on the. Well, you know, that, that I drummer say... you've got in. He's, he's He's not up to much. Oh, yeah. he's great. Ringo's great in this. So there's Greatest a documentary watched recently. He's great. Oh, I love Ringo. It's amazing. He basically Ringo said on this, it's like it was such an urgent thing. His job, he decided his job was just to hold it down. Yeah. And he loves doing fills, and he says that's for Ringo. He says that's how a drummer expresses himself. That's the quality of a drummer, and he and he does rate himself as a great uh, drum filler. And he says he never does a fill the same twice. He'll always alternate it. Um, but he said his job in this was just to hold it down. And I so think just, it's just out. Hold it down, just yeah, to keep it yeah. together. No, so just, it just, just for clarity, three... it's Ringo Starr drums on this yeah, album. Yeah, sorry, sorry, absolutely so good So the point, Beatles Dave. have broken up, but... Beatles have broken up, but Ringo Starr is the drum on this album, and Klaus Vorman is the bassist on this album, and John Lennon is the guitarist. So basically a trio. Uh, Klaus Vorman is also famous for doing the cover for which album? Quick Pop Quiz. Revolver. Revolver. Well done on it. So... Klaus Vormann had been friends with them in, in Hamburg, hadn't he? Yeah. I, I would say that Klaus Vormann's um, playing is one of the higher spots of this album. I would say he's... the, the probably, lines, probably, yeah. He plays the best on this album, followed by Ringo. <laughs> that tells you, tells you I think, plays worst on this album. Fucking hell. Hold on. It's... Yeah. No, no, let's leave what I think. I think I know what you're going to say, Lex. Let's leave that, because Hold On's going through. Let's come back to that. Hmm. The first line. So, John, hold on. You're going to be all right. Yeah, so that, that's the idea. Like a lot of these songs, he has an idea. That's the opening line. Is his idea, and then yeah. it that that's it. it the song Goes doesn't. St- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's that's the sort of thing you think the Beatles wouldn't have done such a personal song that's all about John. They would have made it a universal song, which is about people in general or some somebody in general. Hold on, you're going to be all right. Well, that's the problem. Is it's the, the whole album is just wildly over specific. Hold on, Yoko, Yoko, hold on. It's like he's. It, it, I don't even know where to start with that stuff because it, it, that's it, just it's, a counterpoint thing, isn't it? It's not about her. It's about him. It's about. It's about. Hold on, John. John, hold on. You're going to be all right. That's what it's about. And then he just he needs to add. A, he needs to develop it somewhere. So he then goes to the Yoko. Yes, thing. but but name name. I think that name checking her specifically is in songs generally is one of the worst mistakes he ever made. I can't universalize fucking Yoko Ono, and it's not because I it's not because I've got a problem with Yoko Ono. I genuinely don't. I actually think she's underrated in in a lot of ways. It's just that if I write a song called mm, "Friendship is Beautiful," you can listen to that and you can universalize it. If I write a song called I love Brett I love Dave Dave and Brett are my best friends because I love Brett and Dave Who, people are going to try you're going to try it's and universalise that it's a hit you, you I can't love it. universalise Brett. that unless Brett and Dave are your friends because it's so 
so fucking specific. That however, you, however, oh. they are so uber famous. Everyone knows who John and Yoko are. So, yes, but Yoko's not my girlfriend, so I can't relate to that. I can't universalise that to my own experience you, because it's you, Yoko Ono. But you can relate to a love story. And this is a love story. That's what, in his mind, it would be a, a love story. I mean, they Good were point. basically in. No, oh, thanks. They are basically inseparable. Like uh, Ringo Starr talks about the fact he was a bit freaked out when Yoko turned up, and she was just everywhere with him, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And they had this really disconcerting habit of, if she thought something, she wouldn't say it out loud. She'd just whisper it in his ear. Could you imagine how, like, oh, paranoid it'd make you if, yeah. if someone just turns up in your tight knit group and they're just whispering the other person in like some kind of secret guru? So anyway, let's get to the votes because have we even got to the to quarters? We haven't got for the first two songs yet. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got into the fucking production yet, which I know you, I think we've got a good half hour on. Oh yeah. <laughs> ha- having said all that about hold on, I'm going to vote for remember. No, how can come you on, possibly hold on. do that? Hold on is better. Hold on is better. Hold on significantly better. I think remembers like one oh, of the okay. last things on the album. So yeah. if you're both voting for hold on, which sounds like you are, the, the yes, reason yeah, then true. the reason Go I'm voting for remember. Sorry, um, it sounds like there's a good song there. Uh, it sounds like it's a Beatles demo. Yeah, it could be something off Hunky Dory or Ziggy Stardust. There's a, there's a, a, right. a, yeah. a feel to the the way it jogs along. Um, and well, the thing- there's a good opening line remember when you were young how the hero was never hung always got away that's an intriguing start to a song feels a bit like uh, Ziggy is the uh, the and don't feel sorry yeah that, that that's bit a great just but that's a, great I yeah, love that bit the problem yeah. with that bit is that it's so it, the thing is the other stuff goes on for so long you, you, yeah. you, go, you go around nine times and then and then yeah. that happens and literally the, the clouds part the sun comes out yeah. he does a harmony with himself and it gives you an insight into what the album could actually sound like if he'd spent ten minutes more on it and it's and that's why and that's why I hate this song more than the others because he, it's he, got the potential. It's got the potential and those bits. It's like when he first when I first heard that, I remember going, "Don't you?" And I'm like, "Oh, this is wonderful." And then yeah, it goes yeah. back to it's that, great. and it's there's like quite mate. a lot of yeah. There's quite a lot of good coders on this album, actually. Okay, so, he, so here's my. Well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm still making the case for remember. Uh, so the, the the question is, doesn't this feel like something from the anthology in terms yeah. of the quality? The, of, the, the thing about Beatles demos is they do sound average. 
quite yeah. a lot of the time if you listen to the anthology albums For sure. and you can hear on the anthology albums you can hear the idea of what they were on about but you, you don't hear the glitter when you hear the final album you hear the, you hear the glitter but the genius of the Beatles and their process is how those demos go through the laboratory that is Abbey Road mm. and their process yeah, and the four of them plus process. George Martin turn it into a golden cloak so yeah. this is one of those songs it's a good song this this is a Beatles quality song I think it just hasn't right. gone through that that the okay. process and and the, the, the it's a horrible ending they remember the 5th of November and then there's a fake gunpowder explosion at the end it's <laughs> it's just like it's bad it's bad <laughs> Okay, so I, I thought of this when I was when I was listening to this album. Now you've just said that, Dave. I was said it would be a fun side thing to do tonight. It's the gift. Let's imagine you could have one of these songs would have been worked on in the Let It Be sessions oh, and gosh. it turned up on the Let It Be album. You've got to imagine having Mac- McCartney's fat backing vocal on it, his bass lines. Imagine George Harrison playing the lead guitar, Ringo Starr having time to work on song, it being produced or engineered really well. So. As we go through tonight, I want you to pick the one song in here you'd have loved to have heard the Beatles do rather than be on this album. Oh, Dave's convinced me a little uh, bit, actually, that, about this that's one. That's easy for me. It's not. It doesn't happen to be Remember, but I know, no, well, I know well, exactly Well, tell us which... later. When it comes up, when it comes up, tell us when it comes up. Right. Well, We've got then. to vote. Who's voting so for what? It's Hold On and Remember. I'm going to vote for Remember. I'm voting Hold On. I'm voting Hold On. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the last qualifier is Well, Well, Another Well. One. Against oh, I Found Out. Steve, take us away. Well, obviously you've chosen those because they're the two rocky ones. Um, I Found Out, I suppose you've got the standout lyrics that got him into some trouble, as well as the swearing that we'll talk about later, which is the some of you sitting there with your cock in your hand. Oh, rude word times. And um, I've seen religion from Jesus to Paul. Oh, he mentioned Paul McCartney. How exciting. I told you before, Klaus's bass playing's good. John's doing some sort of music guitar thing. It's pretty awful. Uh, it, it needs a second guitar. I think if he had a second guitar on it and, again, just spent 10 minutes getting a, someone to play, it could be absolutely amazing. Uh, but it isn't. Yeah. He does He does the Yoko-esque shouting at the end. Uh, but I'm still going to vote for it because I think Well, Well, Well is absolutely risible. I think it's the worst thing on the album. I think it's the, it's, I think, I think it's the lowest point of the whole thing. I think it says absolutely nothing and it's appallingly played and it, it shouldn't be there. So I found out for me. There you go. <laughs> All right. Apart from that, you quite like it. Let, let, yeah, let me uh, 
Let, let me speak up. What's in that? I've, got, I've got David Quantic on the phone. Yeah. He, is, he ain't happy. He ain't happy. Five stars. Oh, was that, how many stars did he give that? Oh, I don't need to ask you. Was it five? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Shocking. Let me speak up in support of Well, Well, Well. It's got, go on. So, go on. It, why why okay. would you do that? It's got a really scratchy hi hat all the way through. It's badly recorded. The bass sound is horrible. At parts, oh. it feels like the drums are falling out of time. And this is this is Ringo, you know. So I love he's, that this um, is your defence. This a, is great. This is a, your defence, Dave. Remember? He's a pretty accomplished drummer, but um, oh, amazing drummer. It, it sounds like a jam because it ends with laughter and a quick fade out as the instruments all break down at the end. That George Martin would have shelved as soon as it was recorded. Yeah. Well, well, well. I still go back to you. This is your defense of it. No, he has it. That's all he can say about it. Your Honor, I rest my case and yes. I would like to change okay. my plea. Okay. Isn't yeah. Great? I found well, out. Well, it is, it is terrible production on the guitar. The well, well, well. It's, it's painful. It is, it is, it's perhaps the, it's, it represents all the things that could have been better on this album. It's just the production is appalling on the guitar. It's so kind of horribly compressed and just oh, it's terrible. crunching, squelching all the wrong ways. I mean, the only thing I like about it is he kind of, he does that blues thing of singing the lead line, the guitar love, lead line, I like which that. is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's great. So there is something, there is yeah, yeah. definitely something there. It's again, it's definitely, you could imagine that being on the White Album or something and yeah. turning into something really good. But it, it, the, 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 the final product is so is so off of what it could have been. I mean, yeah. so it's all three of us are voting for I Found Out, yeah? For sure. The quarterfinals, the quarterfinals of our show. Okay, so we're through the uh, the qualifiers and we're into the eight tracks which make up the quarterfinals. Christ. Yep. The first quarterfinal is going to be Hold On Against Working Class Hero. Okay, well, I mean, I'm going to say I love Working Class Hero. I know you two might have a problem with it or you might think it's, it's not. I think it's a great song. It's beautifully delivered. It's such an incredibly... Um, composed performance. It's actually two performances, um, two takes. Oh, don't even get me into together. that. Yeah, it's two takes welded together. Uh, but he did, he did about a hundred takes of it. Well, should we talk did about the production now then? Of this, I think this. I think this is really well. I really like this. I think it's really well produced. The acoustic guitar is really nicely recorded, and the vocal sounds fantastic. So I do love this. But I'm I'm prepared to hear other views. Please. Please take them away. <laughs> well, it, 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 when you talk about it, it's two takes, it's you can so clearly hear that the second verse has been recorded at a different time and it's just dropped in. So they've they've recorded the first verse, they recorded the chorus, and then you hear like a different guitar sound and a yeah. different quality of vocal. Did and you hear that, Steve? Did you? I actually, on this occasion, did not. I, I, no. I neither knew this no. nor heard it. Yeah, okay, I have to admit. As soon as you're born, 
they make you feel small By giving you no time instead of it all Till the pain is so big you feel nothing at all A working class hero is something to be Working class hero is something to be that that's not a production problem because it's seamless it doesn't you know it doesn't clip or anything as you as you coming in they they've they've seamlessly edited in that's a recording problem but even though he was recording this in Abbey Road he didn't have the the A team of you know George Martin and Jeff Emmerich but of all the crimes against record production on this album, yeah, it's, not, true. It's, not, it's not the worst. It's not the worst. So it's mean, clearly we, got Dave's goat. But yeah. We definitely got to go. If we can't go for all of them, come on. We've got what? What's what? Your what? Your thoughts about the song, though, Dave? Do you like it? I know we've had many discussions. I would vote for this. it. Yeah. Okay. So it's gone through, Steve. What are you voting for out of interest? Can we get hold on out of the way first? Why has no one talked about the elephant in the room with hold on? Oh, I'm What's done with elephants in rooms. <laughs> no. Uh, well, the I, thing about well, elephants in rooms is you don't talk is, about them. Is, yeah, that's Why true. Why are we talking about point. it? Yeah, you can't well, expose the elephant. I, I'm finding it hard to ignore the big beast. Which is what when he goes, cooking. Yes, it bloody is. Oh, I like, love that bit. He goes, about uh, 30 seconds, he goes, cooking. Is it cookie? No, it's cooking. Because do you know why? No, it's cookie. Oh, it's that's cookie. in the Muppet. Oh, because I it was be- cooking. Be- no, cookie. it's cookie because he had an obsession with Cookie Monster, and he's basically just doing a Cookie Monster impression in the middle of Hold On <laughs> twice, Amazing. doesn't he? No. Oh, I thought it was we, cooking. It's just... like, oh, like, hey, this is so hot. It's so jazzy. We're cooking. No, okay. no, it's a Cookie Monster impression because he was very into Sesame Street. There's a loud one, and then there's a softer one straight after. So, ha- yeah, how am I supposed to frame the whole I'm going to take your pain seriously, John, stuff if he's doing a fucking Cookie Monster impression in the middle of a song? Yeah, like, Quantic, answer us that. I mean... <laughs> this, this is going back to... Just, this album just is just... Despair. This album is just John Lennon indulging himself. So he's free yeah. of all the filters of McCartney oh and George Martin. Who would, okay, I just, I just would want to apologise to anyone who wanted to listen to this podcast and hear a nice <laughs> lot of stories and interesting anecdotes about the making of an album they love because you <laughs> have shat all over it. <laughs> it's just been relentless. Fuck me. Yeah, it's about the people nice. you must have wound up. Okay, know, so brilliant. Hold On is not going through. So Working Class I, oh, Hero. Right, fine, I think... But for the first time, thankfully, I think working class hero, working class hero has has value. Um, I, I think, and again, the problem with I found out again lyrically is is. Uh, we're talking about that. I, I know we're talking. About, I know we're talking about hold on, but All just right. just just looking at I found out hold on half of them. It, they're so well, well, well. For God's sake, look at me. I mean, nothing is being said. At least working class hero, he, he's actually got. A theme and he's sticking with it and he's actually you know it's like it's not like I've like Dave said so many of them start with an opening line and then go literally nowhere at least with working class hero he's gone okay that's my theme I'm going to stick with my theme I'm going to tell you the story and actually say something is it is it my favorite Lennon song no not by a long shot but it's it's 
it's doing a lot better at focusing than most of the other things on this album. So Working Glass Zero wins that easily for me. Okay, great. Where are we up to? Right, little so, bit, little bit of positivity shining. Wow, well, I mean, tiny can we bit. call it positivity? I mean, just I would say a little bit of slightly less negativity. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Burping up from the undergrowth. <clears throat> Should we just not put this out? I quite like this album. <laughs> there's just yeah, so, I like it a lot. So much to, it. I, I actually yeah. quite like it in some ways. Yeah. But, but there's so much to, uh, <laughs> that just just kind of gets maybe ranked. Well, let's make a pact to try and show our like for it in a more overt manner for the rest of the album. I, th- I yeah, think let's, it's, let's leaven it with at least going, we like what you're trying to do and we understand what you're trying to do. Um, and we know that it's a, a production issue, a lot of this. Yeah. And a songwriting issue. And a, and a playing issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know what it is, Dave. Just, just those three things. We, though, we know it three. could have been so much I, better with yes, just a, a small application. The, I, I, yeah. I think the emotion that we're displaying here is frustration. Uh, That's because th- th- This comes at the end of 1970. The Beatles had just broken up in the April 1970. This comes out in November, December 1970. And... And it's Lennon's solo album, and he's been such a, an important part of the whole decade of the 1960s. It's like, well, what, what's he gonna, what's he gonna give us? And there's a lot of good ideas, but they're they're like demos, and it's not really produced this album. And there's there's so many. And he's not finished the lyrics. No, and it, there's so many bits that McCartney and George Martin would have just gone, you know, laughed at him in the studio. Go, yeah, that's great. That's very funny, John. But come on, seriously. And Harrison, Harrison would have brought textures to it as well, you know. Right. Uh, the first qualifier. Uh, sorry, the first no. quarterfinal. Oh, he does it every week, <laughs> every <laughs> time, every week. Ends with a Q. He can't um, cope. A format is slightly <laughs> confusing as it is, and then Dave manages to confuse it more. I don't like to disappoint. The first quarterfinal. Uh, hold on, against working class hero. Working class hero goes through to the semi. The next quarterfinal is look at me. Up against mother. Okay, so we're going back to mother. Okay, back to mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, look at me again. It probably suffers from some of the things we've said. It's 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 further along the album. It's a kind of a nice little acoustic number, but I, I I really think mother's a really a standout track on this album. I mean, obviously conceptually, it's, it defines the album. Um, Let, let's talk I, about. I think that mother. I think the uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> let's not talk about mother. Let's talk about look at me. Because okay. it's the first time and it's, it's appeared. Look at me. Who am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to be? Look at me. What am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be? It uses a finger picking, a finger picking technique, doesn't it? Travis picking, Travis picking that he's used before. No kidding, right? Travis picking. I learnt Travis picking a couple of years ago. He's back on it again. You, you th- honestly, Travis picking is 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 it's your thumb and your two. You can do it with three fingers actually, but you can do it with, yeah. your, with your thumb and, the, and your first two fingers, and you sort of alternate the the bass line and the two fingers, and you can do a lot of stuff with Travis picking. Yeah. And what he's done is he's gone, oh, I've uh, I've gone ju- done Julia with this. That's great, and uh, and I've and, and then he does what the other is just like dear prudence with it, and, and then mm. it does like Donovan taught him it. Yeah, Donovan taught him it in India, and then. And then it's like it gets the plastic only man. He's like, 
oh, you know, I mean, he could, he could, Travis pick in, in, you know, on a on a on a different sounding guitar or or speed it up a bit or slow anything, anything at all, because lots of people aren't musicians to just hide the fact that it's exactly the same pattern that he was using on those songs. But no, do you know what? I'm going to pick a guitar that sounds exactly the fucking same as Dear Prudence and Julia, and I'm going to pick it at exactly the same speed. Naturally, when you go in the studio, can you can you just mix it so that it sounds exactly like those records just to make the point that just to make the point in case no one's got it that i'm doing literally exactly the same thing because i don't want anyone to miss it i really really wouldn't want that to get past anyone because you know it's a gift but it's so you like it <laughs> so that's going through then um yeah so this is a fragment uh, look at me is, is a song which dates from the white album period ah, when, does it? Okay. when he recorded oh shock he recorded Julia, um, which does have the same, yeah, exactly the same guitar figure. In John's defence, um, it had been a long time since John Lennon did the heavy heavy lifting on a Beatles album. Uh, I think Hard Day's Night was, um, which has thirteen tracks on it. John wrote nine mm. of them. He, he was definitely the leader of the band at that time, Dave. You're right, but, absolutely. And after that, after Hard Day's Night, he never contributed more than half an album. Well, that's as, as McCartney and and Harrison. Harrison. Um, put more songs forward. The point is that if this is a a demo that he's plucked from two years previously during the White Album period, um, so you think he'd run out of material? Is that what you mean? You think he'd run out of well, material? Well, he, he was never he, he since Hard Day's Night. He'd never come up with a full album of material for no. the Beatles. So, he, what were the chances that in 1970 he was suddenly going to produce ten tracks? It's pretty mad, isn't it? 1970, like, they'd been churning out, what, two albums a year for, for most of the 60s and then one album a year, but then, a, you know, uh, yeah, you know, Yellow Submarine or Magical Mystery Story. But they'd basically been doing about two albums a year for seven, eight years. At no point did any of them in 1970 go, do you know what, let's, let's take a year off. Let's have a break. Yeah, exactly. Let's have a break. They're all desperate. <clears throat> desperate to get the next album out and Lennon talks about it there's an amazing interview he does with Jan Wenner of Rolling Stone magazine and it's called the Wenner Tapes um, and he just talks about honestly he was just he was just pissed off that Paul McCartney beat him to the punch in breaking up the Beatles first and getting his album out first he's just like shit yeah fair enough it, I, there's no way I can vote for it let's get rid of look look, look, look at me it's, it's had too much of our time now okay so uh, Mother goes through right what are we is that the final quarter final that was look at me against mother um we don't like look at me so mother it goes right. through right um, okay final quarter final we need oh you wish way through <laughs> you... oh fuck <laughs> me we cannot be stuck in the quicksand of this fucking album any longer we we are in the third uh oh, quarter final which is holy moses right quick fire for god's sake which Come is on, let's go for it hit it i found Hard. out which went through what, from what the qualifiers we're taking our time yeah <laughs> I have too fuck me against isolation okay anything to say oh. about I found out <laughs> <laughs> anything tumbleweed no I found out I really like I found out um, I, if for me that's a song I'd like to have hit, heard the Beatles do I think it's an amazing with McCartney backing vocal Harrison slide guitar would be brilliant I think yeah. that would be a great Beatlesified one to do so that's my vote for that's the one I wished I would have sat really nice and let it be I think I found out um, I like isolation I like the it goes to a build um, and it kind of it, it builds up doesn't it as it goes along with a lot of these songs he kind of starts off and then he builds up into kind of a coda section or a, a kind of a different section towards the end 
it's got some kind of early environmental conscientiousness, isn't it? Um, in it, I think he's talking about that, which is in 1970 wasn't, you know, that fashionable subject as it is now, 50 years later. But I'm going to go with I Found Out because I, I want to hear it on a bit with him. Fair. I think Isolation is the best track on the album. Wow. Okay. I, I think it's um, I think it's really beautiful. I think it's one of those things that only John Lennon is able to do, where his voice sounds so fragile and mm. and vulnerable, and just a boy and a little girl mm. trying to change the whole wide world. Just a boy and a little girl trying to change the whole wide world. a little town Everybody trying to pull us down Going back to Brett's um, challenge earlier about which is the song that you would like the, to, to have put through the Beatles process, this is the one for me. I don't expect you uh, to understand. Yeah, I don't expect great. you to understand. And then there's um, there's like a break, isn't there? Mm, it's like a counterpoint. Yeah, it suddenly gets really And you're heavy. waiting, and that's where McCartney would have come in. That's where Harrison would have just done a little lick. I don't expect you to understand. Yeah, you just, wait, and there's nothing. It, it's just that's the that's the demo where just a kick drum. Yeah, exactly. Ringo would have worked up a drum fill, and there'd have been a guitar lick, and there'd have been a beautiful melody. Or George Martin yeah. would have popped something in. This is the track where it could have been a standout Beatles track. I think it's it's that good. Okay, but so it's, it's your it's your it's your Beatles wish versus my Beatles wish. Steve, oh what okay. are you going with? Um, I mean, I, I uh, looking at my notes, it should be isolation, but I'm sort of wavering a bit. Uh, a bit I mean, I think I think I think I found out annoys me because it, it's just it's a perfunctory rant. It's like you know, I'm going to rant about this one in this verse, and this one in this verse, and I'm going to rant about that. You know, and it, I'm just going to rant about some stuff. And also, there's uh, we should point out that that's one of the few places where Yoko actually influences the way he sings. There's some very Yoko-esque sort of vocalizations at the end yeah, of the song. Yeah, he, he talks about being inspired by the fact she just uninhibited her. She lets her throat it. go. And he's just letting it go. He is really... That's the whole Primal Scream thing, isn't it? Just letting it go, letting it yeah. out. I'm going to vote Isolation, I think, because I, I, I think I, I just can't get past the guitar playing when I found out. I, I find that very hard. Um, and I think Isolation does have the merits of having some melody. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh let's god. move on before I dig myself any bigger hole. Oh my god. Oh my god. Right, okay. Ironically, let's go on to God after oh my god moment. So it's it's isolation, is it, Steve? Going through Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. isolation. Okay. Yeah, so that's going through. Alright, so the final uh quarter final is God <laughs> up against love. Okay, oh. God and love. Some people they're the same word, Dave. God is an amazing song. It really is fantastic. I mean, some of these songs we're not necessarily as sure about as others but i think this one is an absolutely standout track it is a standout lennon solo work so and as much as i like i mean we all like love don't we let's be we honest do. so i really like both of them but i'm gonna vote with god dave I'll, 
I'm going Steve, to Steve what do you say I, I'm going to go Love um, I think okay. it's the oh. better song I think it's love uh, wow. real. Okay. interesting They're Beatles really quality really melody think that love doesn't suffer from the things I was saying about being able to universalize I think clear, clearly it's as universalizable as, as anything you know I mean it's not like Yoko's great it's not it's not that thank god it's you know it's it's a lovely tune I love the way it fades in it's really nice I think god raises some interesting questions my big question before I even start to talk about it is is Phil Spector because we haven't addressed Phil Spector. I think this is the point to address Phil Spector because... The Spector in the room. The the, (laughs) the Spector in the room. Because because somehow he's taken a producer who is notorious, and that's the correct word, infamous, for putting 100,000 instruments on things in his big wall of sound... And somehow we got this album? And it's like, how how is that even possible? Brett, how is that possible? Well, it's possible because basically Phil Spector didn't produce much of this album. It's basically, it's a basically Lennon, Yoko Ono produced album. He actually, this is my favourite anecdote of the album, Lennon took out an ad in Billboard magazine saying, Phil, exclamation mark, John is ready this weekend, full stop. And that was it. <laughs> Spectre was absent, wasn't he? Spectre was, he was AWOL. He was ab- totally AWOL. Maybe he was working on All Things okay. Must Pass, I don't know. But he was just not there for much of it. He does, ironically, play piano on Love. So he's on that as well. That's that's like the only can. thing he does. Uh, he, did, he did mix the final tapes, didn't he? In like two seconds flat yeah. he was given the yeah. the final tapes yeah. and he mixed them in a week or something but um yeah. he's just he's not there he's not recording the no. instruments he's not providing no. any artistic direction at all no, no. it's not Ringo Starr says it, and, he doesn't and it's just it's so ironic yeah. because we've we've sat here and ranted about Phil Spector ruining things and overproducing things in the past and here I am sitting thinking oh, if only Phil Spector had, had been around a little bit more which is a ridiculous thing to yeah. be in a position to think it, no it is ridiculous I think thank God Phil Spector wasn't around anymore yeah, because he would have, he would have, he, he would have sure. ruined this as much as yeah. this no, needed so he wasn't yeah. needed yeah. somebody like not necessarily george martin because i think this is lennon's reaction against george martin in a lot of ways yeah, but yeah. um although it needed somebody like that um it definitely didn't need phil specter i think it's better off without mm. him it would have been even worse it would have been just mulch yeah. slush oh, okay no. so to get to the point of me voting then it's really it's an interesting situation because god suffers from a lot of the things that i have complained about not least being <laughs> he's pissed the most and there's been a lot of them and there's been a lot <laughs> there's of been them. a few there's been a few but i mean i mean it couldn't it it's 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 ranty mm-hmm. and it's overly specific because we're now naming the beatles and yoko and everything else and um yet i think it's absolutely masterful i think mm, it's one it's of the amazing. best things he ever did i would mm. i would put it in my top you go that five far? uh yeah i would put it in my top five to top so, certainly top 10 
uh, Lennon songs. I just, I just love it. I think it's musically amazing. I think it's interestingly yeah. structured. I think it's beautifully sung. I think it's beautifully produced. I think the orchestration is tasteful and mm. beautiful. Um, so I love it. God gets my vote. There you go. The semi-final, the semi-final now. Okay, we're on to the semi-finals, but before we delve into them. Hmm. Let's go down Story Avenue, Dave. Tell us some something about his childhood. The death of his mother is the kind of key event that gets retold. Um, in fact, it gets retold a lot, particularly because of this album and some of the tracks on it, which deal specifically True. with the pain he feels about his mother and missing her. The bit where it gets True. really painful is is the relationship between Julia, his mother, and Mimi, who was Julia's the elder aunt. sister, who was his aunt. Yeah. And, and what Mimi did. Yeah, basically, she um, phoned up social services about her own sister to try and get John Lennon taken into her care. That's what I understand. She would phone up many times to say, oh, she's not looking after him very well. And I think he would, yeah, she thought it was improper the way she was raising him. And one of the things that we've got about John Lennon is that almost everyone involved in his life of any significance has written a book about it so we've got oh so many God, first-hand yeah. accounts of yeah, I mean, him and his childhood so um, Mimi uh, aunt, his aunt Mimi ended up telling one of her relatives that although she never wanted children of her own she'd always wanted John it ended up being pressure from the Stanley family that helped persuade or straight force coerce Julia into giving up John to Mimi to his aunt Mimi to take care of him julia didn't abscond to a different country unlike his his dad who eventually ended up i think when he was five ended up emigrating to new zealand julia was still around still living nearby in liverpool and he'd still go and visit her and and still stay over yeah there is a story about that about um yeah alf lennon did go to new zealand i think or wanted to go to new zealand there's a story that he took john lennon on holiday to blackpool with the plan to take him to new zealand to kind of kind of run away with him um and this is when john was five six years old and in a, in a kind of absolute microcosm of his childhood there was a kind of a standoff where they all had this tug of war literally there over this child and they kind of asked him i think mimi got wind of it and turned up in blackpool and they and with julia and they and they kind of supposedly they asked john lennon a five-year-old who do you want to be with i mean can you imagine anything more traumatic for a child than that chose his dad actually chose his dad he chose dad first and and then and then was asked and then was asked to choose again and chose his dad again so he chose his dad twice but then his 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 mother obviously was crying and uh, and he ran after uh, i think alf decided yeah he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna take a child or be burdened with a child so in in fairness to john then he had an enormous amount of pain to pour out and this record is is you know a very articulate way of getting that out i mean it's just unbelievable isn't it it's quite a dark story though about me me and very dark how yeah actually it was you know julia was um was just not strong enough to stand up to her it was basically her dad and Mimi who who kind of collaborated against her to to get John into Mimi's care I'm just thinking how we get back to our trademark comedy stylings from this yeah maybe you could play some happy music underneath it while it's happening <laughs> yeah or Casey in the sunshine or just band it. yeah yeah walking on sunshine yeah yeah okay so all right Dave. We're on to the semi-finals, you... and the first Woo! semi-final is Working Class Hero against Mother. Oh, 
I'm going to go straight in with Working Class Hero because I love it. We've not really talked about Mother a whole lot. Nice. I really like it music. I think it's great. I, I love the way it builds up this kind of this raging scream at the end. Yes, like, and that's where Yanov. and that's again that's where it works. I think mm. that in other places some of that Yanovi or Yokoi stuff, depending on how you want to look at the screaming, I think doesn't work. But I think Mama Don't Go. It's like oh, it's, great. It, it, that, that's a synthesis of 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 that technique working with that line. It's like yeah. bloody hell, you know. Mama don't go. another little code that he puts in which it's just like it is a, there's a few of these songs but there's a little gear change at the end of the song it's great I think yeah. it's fantastic I think Mother's I think Mother's great the, the cleverness of Lenin is if you gave musicians a, a brief and said right you have to take Primal Scream therapy and you have to turn it into a song you know how, how yeah. are you going to do that It'd probably heavy metal song or something like that you know it, it fits mm. naturally uh, in that but yeah. it, it's clever what he does Dave. <laughs> uh, Dave, just vote. Just vote. Stop it. Okay, I'm going to vote for Mother. <laughs> oh, good. Thank God for that. I vote for Mother as well. Right, moving on. Oh, working Class Hero, I love you. I really love you. You are my favourite. And just to add, in the uh, in the album cover, the sleeve notes, all the lyrics are printed. Um, but this, this is one of the first uses of the word fucking in any album. It's 1970. This is a big, excuse my French, fucking deal. Um, and EMI wanted to bleep it out and eventually he said no I want it in but um, in the lyrics that are printed there's an asterisk so it's till you're so asterisk crazy you can't follow their <laughs> rules and then at the bottom there's it has says to the asterisk omitted at the insistence of EMI that's what John Lennon <laughs> he insisted that this is compromise yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, I, if you're going to asterisk it out I'm going to make sure that you're on the camp a working class hero is something to be A working class hero is something to be Keep it doped with religion, keep sex and TV And you think you're so clever and classless and free But you're still fucking peasants as far as I can see But you're still fucking peasants, as far as I can see. Still an asterisk. Yeah, asterisk. <laughs> at the uh, at the insistence I, of EMI, that will well, be asterisk. Asp- was a peasant and obliques. <laughs> well, th- I've just sent you a right, right. I I've just sent you a picture. Go on. What's the picture? The picture. <laughs> it is of asterisk. What is it? You, what is it supposed to be pronounced? Asterisk. You, it's risk. Asterisk. Like a risk. Asterisk. You keep saying asterisk because you're literally talking about what have a I got Belgian to say? cartoon character. Asterisk. 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 Okay. Just through the, just remember that it's a risk to say I'm, asterisk. I'm never going to say that. I'm always going to say asterisk. <laughs> you know it. So every time I hear that line, but you're still asterisk 
peasants, as far as I can see. Is that right, Steve? Has he pronounced that correct? Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not a grammar <laughs> issue, right? To, to not it's a pronunciation. To, to, be, to, to to talk about fucking cartoon characters <laughs> instead of using an English word. That is not grammar Nazism. You're still. Obelisk. I'm saving you. I'm saving you from yourself. I I thank you. I yeah. thank you. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's where we should. That's the point we should have reached five minutes ago. Right. So asterisks aside, it's <laughs> <laughs> not where I what? expected this chat to go. Go on, Hughes. Okay. So so when I hear that line, but you're still asterisk peasants, as far as I can see, I'm always reminded. See what we did there. Yeah, I did. Of um, I was reminded of uh, you know the 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 Royal Variety performance, 1963, where yeah yeah uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. your jewelry. Yeah. He he's he's planning to say. Those in the cheap seats can clap your hands, and the rest of you can rattle your asterisk jewellery. And uh, except he wasn't obviously going to say asterisk, um, but Epstein, Brian Epstein, the manager, and Paul McCartney talked him down from that and told him to. And then this was going to be in front of the Queen and Princess Margaret and the rest of the royal family. Um, talked him down into saying, uh, "Those in the cheap seats can clap your hands. The rest of you can rattle your jewellery." And it went down really yeah. well. Um, it, really it came across as well, an, yeah. an off-the-cuff quip, typically John Lennon. Um, but it was actually pre-planned and internally debated. So when he uses fucking peasants on the record, it just feels so typically. It's the unfiltered John Lennon. It's what comes out of John yeah. Lennon's mouth when there's no McCartney or George Martin or Brian Epstein to filter it through. And it also feels, in this sense, like it's deliberate. Like he's rebelling against that, those filters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, shackles are off. But it hasn't gone through, so I don't know why we're still talking about it. I don't. Okay, um, so the second semi final is isolation. Long overdue. (laughs) 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 Fuck me. Okay, the second semi final is isolation against God. God wins, smashed it. God wins. Definitely, Dave. Um, what would you have voted for? I'd, Just out of well, I said isolation is my favourite track on the album. Favorite. I think it was. I think isolation You're has wrong. the potential to be a really strong Beatles track. Um, if it, oh yeah, Steve. We haven't asked. We haven't asked Steve what his Beatles track would have been. Oh. I mean, I'd say God, but God's sort of already been produced to that standard, yeah. has it? I, th- I think I think Dave might have convinced me about Remember, actually. It's one of my least favourite things on the album, but in that context, I think it might be quite lovely. And would have been a tricky sell to the Beatles to, to have worked yeah. on a song called I Don't Believe in the Beatles. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, God I mean, that would have been a bitter end if instead of doing the end, they did God with the last one of them leaving Beatles. He could do that. He could put the, uh, the the explosion at the end of that. Don't believe in Beatles. <laughs> and that's the end of the album. <laughs> that would be almost as bad an ending as Game of Thrones. Fucking hell. <laughs> could they have fucked it up more? How I Met Your Mother. Oh, Dreadful dear. ends. Yeah, yeah. That, would, that would not have been good. And what, is, it, is it the final now? It is the final. Hey! It's final. It's the final. I'm quite excited. It's the final because that means that we've whittled it down to some songs we actually like. It's the final, and and we're going to finish as well, which is good because this has and been we can a go to bed and stuff. One. Yeah, right. We've yeah. we've whittled the eleven album tracks down to the two finalists, which are Dave. Did we shove them in a blender? <laughs> yes. How inedible has this been? <laughs> pretty fucking inedible. Pretty inedible at times. <laughs> yeah. It's been as fibrous and as unlistenable as the oh album itself, my. which I think is fitting. Right, so the uh, the two album tracks that we have ended up with in the final are Mother against yep. God. Smash it out. Well, it's God, obviously. 
God is like so. Well, God is one of those ones where he starts with an idea, doesn't he? And he's so pleased with the idea, he said he literally says, "I'll say it again," and then he he, he sings the line again. Um, it's quite, it's quite. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty bold opening uh, line, isn't it? Really. Oh, it's a. It, well, it's a, this is a raw album, and it is totally bold. I mean, the whole, the whole, all of the lyrics are utterly bold. And I know you talked about self-reference earlier, but for him to end that list in "I don't believe in Beatles" is extraordinary. It's like tr- mic drop moment. It's just like, yeah, what absolutely. The fuck. So it starts with uh, "God is a concept by which we measure our pain." And then he starts with, I, I don't believe in, you know, God, I don't believe in Buddha, I don't believe... In... It's not about He says, uh, it, it, it's, it's magic, I Ching, Bible, Tarot, Hitler, <laughs> Jesus, Kennedy, Buddha, Mantra, Gita, Yoga, Kings, Elvis, Zimmerman, Beatles. That's what he doesn't believe in. Which, when you hear it, is like, yeah, okay, these are interesting. But then he goes, Tarot! And you're like, what? Tarot cards? All right, yeah, okay, well, no one really does, do they? And also, yoga seems really innocuous. After yeah. Hitler, Hitler, yeah. Kennedy, yoga. Fuck, what have you got against people doing? You might say mung bean pie or something. I mean, it's just pointless. What are you doing? But then he builds up again, and he gets to Elvis Zimmerman. Well, Beatles. and then it gets into, um, and then when he moves past that, and he he starts, you know, with um, there's a couple of verses past that. Um, it's not really about God, and then you find out it's it's really about rejecting the Beatles. 
and his past and his identity. And that's what it's about. Well, I'd oh, say I'd say, yeah. say they're consistent because he's rejecting all the all the big idols, and in this case, the big idols are everything from God to the Beatles. So that's I don't think it changes that much. I think that's I think that's extremely consistent. And actually, he doesn't say the Beatles, does he? He says I don't believe in Beatles, as in the people, yeah. the people, rather than the concept of the Beatles and the band. But that's what he maybe, builds up. Maybe to. he's not talking about the Beatles with an A. Maybe he literally physically doesn't <laughs> believe in actual Beatles. Maybe it's we've been misreading it the whole time. I mean, it's beautiful. It starts off with an incredibly strong statement, which, whatever you think about it, is going to make you. It's just going to take your breath away because it's such an extraordinary statement. Then he, then the the build of the the things he doesn't believe in, including yoga and tarot, um, and then and then the the kind of the the end where he kind of. The kind of like the bomb's gone off, and it's just it's just him, and it build, it becomes really intimate again. And it's like I was the dream weaver, but now I'm reborn. I was the walrus, but now I'm John. I mean, it's just so beautiful. It really is. I mean, that's an it, amazing song. Yeah, and I I think Mother's you know great tune as well. Um, and I you know he goes for it on that. But yeah, I'm gonna vote for I'm gonna vote for God. Davros? I'm going to vote for mother. I think he's he's never properly processed the grief of his mother because he goes straight into the roller coaster that is the Beatles. And this is 1970. He's just coming out the other side at that point. And maybe this is the point where he he really feels alone. But this is the thing. Yeah. And this is the thing for this album for me. It's not just that he he's processing the grief from 12 years previously uh, of losing Julia he loses McCartney and that's never mentioned on this album but that must have been such a huge loss to him he must be feeling such grief and it's not just a sudden ending in 1970 but that relationship has been unravelling for a few years and McCartney is really like a life force to him as a creative and emotional partner he sort of lost McCartney but he's actually in in the middle of a massive brawl with him as well so they're they're not you know, he's in he's in the throes of the divorce. The papers have not been signed. You know, but so, he's so, yeah, he's I mean, lost him, isn't he? They're not speaking. Yeah, yeah, not as friends, of course, absolutely. Okay, so we've got a vote for each. Okay, and so Steve, the deciding vote is actually you've got Billy Preston playing. Just say Billy Preston's beautiful piano playing on God as well. Let's just add yeah. that in. It's yeah. absolutely spectacular. You got two. You got Lennon playing one of the pianos, and then Billy Preston doing all the beautiful stuff over the top. It's amazing piano lick. Just, yeah. just to add that in, I mean, no, no, for sure. I think it's amazing, and I, I think God's a remarkable uh, piece of work, and I think it deserves to win, which it has. Rock and roll. Just believe in me.
Marinara.